0: Man's Alive. Welcome back to Pure Finesse for the third last installment of Fantasy Friday. Friday. Part you by the in game announcer, The Break, Jacob Murdison. Thank you very much. I'll take my check on Thursdays.
1: Money, what's going on, Chief? Oh, geez, so cringe. Just kidding. Nothing. Just I'm excited for the AFC West. We did what NFC West are you last really time. Though? The best of it. Kind of, yeah. Like I like talking about these guys. Oh, so In you're this, not gonna dope or uh, pass off the kickers like you usually do. Oh no, kickers this are one
0: people too. Kickers are people too. No, this they one is.
1: I'm gonna give you a disclaimer now. This one's a. Sh- this one's just awful. Shit show for kickers. I was gonna say you caught
0: yourself saying. I mean, I'm, I might not get the wrong option today, ladies and gentlemen. Just for
1: but well, Maybe I'll program around. We'll see. <laughs> we, maybe we will. Maybe we won't. But we're going to get into it. I'll start with the <laughs> quarterbacks. But if you don't know, the AFC West, we're doing Kansas City Chiefs, Los Angeles Chargers, the Las Vegas Raiders now. Yeah, I'm going to have to catch myself a couple of times saying that one. Yeah, and the Denver Broncos. So we're going to start. I'm going to start with. Kansas City so the reigning Super Bowl champs and if we go to quarterbacks I think you kind of have to use no introduction no football the reigning Super Bowl champ no introduction Mr. Patrick Mahomes uh, last year he missed a few games due to injury but still putting up great numbers at 4031 passing yards 65.9 percent completion rate 26 touchdowns and five interceptions, pretty good. And then 218 rush yards and two rushing touchdowns. He's a mobile quarterback. He's able to run the ball as well. If you use him in Madden, Madden, you'd be surprised. Like, wow, this guy can run like it's nothing. But uh, Mr. Patty Mahomes, I feel like has to be in that conversation. Top three for sure. I have my top two quarterbacks right at number two. For fantasy football this year, absolutely. I think he's, I think he's gotta be number two. Half a billion dollars. He's gonna have to pay, like show up and prove that he's worth that much. Yeah, he's just behind the cover
0: athlete for number one, so he is number two in my books. Your reigning Super Bowl MVP, Pat Mahomes, was fantasy's third highest scoring quarterback during his 13 active weeks, only behind again the cover athlete and Russ Wilson. So I mean, he's doing some pretty. Serious damage when he's in the game, and he probably didn't, he didn't really get hindered very much by his injury last year. Probably only his rushing numbers would have been hindered. Yeah, the gun show.
1: Oh, hello, you know, see, that. see that? Yeah, uh, and I, and I some think serious touchdowns too. He only had 26. I think he would have put up 30 if he wasn't injured. Yeah, but it didn't hinder his play like when he was actually know. on the field, mm-hmm. except it was the rushing game
0: because obviously. Uh, dislocated okay, kneecap, we'll do that. So, he's got, again, great weapons, like Regan into and a pass-heavy offense that Andy Reid likes to run. So, it's, it's just all lights are green for Pat Mahomes. We got tailback, and the, probably the most intriguing name, probably the league right now, mm-hmm. at running back, is your rookie out of Louisiana State University. Oh, Go to is Clyde Edward Zillair. Should be back with that kind of name and like, come on he paced this year's rookie class in targets with 65 receptions at 55 and receiving yards at 453 last season oh by the way he's a running back
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
0: So we don't get that messed up not the fastest tool in the shed at a 460 on the 40 yard dash and he isn't the most I don't know, prolific body type at five seven So I think it's going to might cost him some goal line touches. But probably the most, I would say, biggest name to opt out of the NFL season was Damian Damian Williams, who happens to be the competition in the Kansas City locker room to be the starting running back. So all signs are going for Clyde edwards Delaire to take that job and run with it. No pun intended. (laughs) Look at me go. So I have edwards Delaire ranked 17th in my running back rankings low end running back number one high end running back number two I just have a tough time having a rookie running back being my yeah. first running back on my team
1: yeah so because you don't know what he's going to do right so he could be a complete plus but I think that he's going to have the opportunity to be the number one running back in Kansas City but like you said they're what pass heavy offense and we know that with Patrick Mahomes being on the team I have Clyde though at number 15 overall yeah, we don't know if Clyde or
0: Edwards of Lair might be just a flash in the pan like yourself in Armeel, in a real hockey, so we don't know. We don't know yet.
1: What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> MVP three times? <laughs> Come on. Come on. But you, you mentioned Damian Williams, so we can't get into him since he opted out, so we go to the wide receivers now. Yeah. And obviously, number one, <laughs> the number one receiver in Kansas City is Mr. Tyreek Hill, the cheetah. As a lot of, as he likes to for himself too, um, the cheetah played also, he also played 12 games last year. I think the same around Patty Mahomes where Patty played 14 or something, but Ty Hill played 12 games. He had 860 reception yards, seven touchdowns and 58 receptions. He was still targeted up towards like 80, 86 times, I think um, only playing 12 games. So he would have been targeted and he's always targeted on those deep balls, right? Cause he's the fast guy. So he can run, Past almost anyone. Remember him catching up to Damian Williams and just running beside him to make sure no one touched him. He's the fastest guy in the league. Uh, I've him in my top five wide receivers right at number five. Oh my god. Me too. I think, oh god. I think he's gonna be a great pickup, obviously. Number one receiver if you can get him. There's a lot of good receivers, so you won't go wrong if you miss out on him. And because I he is the number one receiver on the team, but as we'll get to, I don't think he's the number one reception guy that they're gonna to go towards. Really? Yeah. Well, I guess so.
0: Ty Hill's never finished lower than fourth among wide receivers in fantasy points per snap. And like you said, it's a pass heavy offense and he is the fastest guy in the league. Sorry, Matt Breida. But yeah, I have him Ty Hill fifth in wide receiver rankings as obviously a high end wide receiver number one. He should be going in the first three rounds of the draft,
1: any draft. Yeah. Any other uh, a question? Any other receivers you want to get? Into? There's no receivers that I want to get into, but well,
0: how in the good name of Rip Van Daddy are you not talking about me, Cole Harden? You want? I don't have his numbers because I thought you would have had it, but no. he was limited to only 44 percent of the Chiefs' offensive snaps for yeah. a grand total of 41 targets during his rookie season. Rookie season, so he's having yeah. a, had a, I think, a very good rookie season to what his numbers showed, and he's a super explosive player and. He might be playing a more punt return this year to save Tyreek Hill from getting injured like yep. he did last year. But he's, he's still probably wide receiver it. number two, and he's wicked quick. So I have him 47th in my wide receiver rankings. I'm taking him as a
1: mid to low and flex player. He, I think he'll be – but is he going be competing for that number two spot with Mr. Sammy Watkins?
0: Yeah. He's <laughs> probably been one of the, over, the more overrated players from well, where he was drafted. Uh, he's yet to finish a season better than wide receiver 20 in fantasy points and having failed to manage a top 40 fantasy campaign since, oh, 2015. So he's suffering. But he's got bit by the injury bug pretty bad. He's missed 17, missed 17 games over the past four seasons. So, yeah, he needs to put a full season together. So I have him ranked 54th in my wide receiver rankings as a bench player. And maybe a substitution if you see – any of these guys get hurt or not performing up to their standards? got yeah, the tight end position next, and arguably one of the best tight ends in football. It's Killa Trav from Cleveland Heights. It's Travis Kelsey. Uh, season had ninety-seven receptions for a monstrous twelve hundred and twenty-nine yards and five touchdowns. He is fantasy's number one tight end for oh the past four straight seasons. Yeah, not bad. So he's he's finished no lower than second at the position in routes. Targets, receptions, and yardage each of the past three seasons, and he has yet to finish a season outside of the top ten in yards per target. So he is your prototypical receiving tight end. He can do it all. He can block. He can catch. He, he does everything. He gets more. He gets probably more of the most of the end zone looks in Kansas City because they really don't have don't oh, know, big, a tall receiver. Yeah, that can just say go up and get it. So Killer Travis probably poised him another. Unbelievable thousand yard season as usual, but I think George
1: Kittle is better than him this yep. year, so I have him ranked second in tight end rankings. I'm Same, I him as well. Yeah, number two, like ninety, he had ninety seven receptions. That's ninety seven points in a PPR league right away. Yeah, and if we we're, if were in a PPR league, but thanks to mesh, he was targeted hundred thirty six times. Hundred thirty six, that's ridiculous, and he is quite the rusher because on his one rush attempt what for four yards and one rush on a touchdown on a touchdown though still every little bit counts but uh we'll move along to the kickers now and this is the only kicker that i am going to be talking about today because the other (laughs) kickers are not worth mentioning how in the good name of skip chavez are you going to talk about any of the four kickers because you have top 15 i'm not going to just give useless information to our nine viewers Mm-hmm. and 15, 15 fans, last okay, fantasy okay, talk about this guy just don't even i'm not gonna waste your time no. oh 15 thank you guys for watching but um this guy is on kansas city obviously mr harrison butker uh 24 years old so his third year in the league and he's still putting up some great numbers i think it's his third year yeah it's I think he's 24. I, yeah i know i thought he was older but uh He, on extra points, he went 45 of 48 Then field goals. He went 34 of 38. Uh, So I'm only missing four, three of those missings being from 50 plus, but he did hit his career high 56 this year as well. So when I think that's good numbers to see when your, your missed kicks are coming from 50 or plus yards, because those are the hard ones to hit. So he's almost uh, hitting 90% of his field goals. He's 13 for 13 from 40 to 49. So you love to see that. He's nine of ten from 30 to 39. So he missed like that one kick where, like, oh, he missed it. And then that one kick inside the 20 to a 9, he's nine out of nine. So for Harrison Butker, I have him right behind, right at number two, right behind the best kicker of all time. He'll get into in the next in a future episode. But uh, it's not your hometown team, is it? I hope not. No, come on, come on, no way. Um, you're gonna pump all their tires right now, are you? Yeah, Harrison Bucker, though, number two fantasy kicker this year.
0: Yeah. Mr. Bucker led the NFL in both attempts, 38, conversions, 34 in 2019. So you can chalk that up to how amazing the Chiefs' offense is last year and probably will be this year. So he's yep. probably going to get the same amount of attempts and conversions as he did last year. Because if your team puts up more than 30 points a game, you're going to be kicking the field goals and extra points, well, about five times a game. So it's, it's a pretty safe bet that Bucker's going to get you more than five a game. Yeah. And he did finish top nine in field goal attempts in four of the past five seasons. So, Bucker is ranked number three. Three. In my Still ranking. Inside top three, like that. Absolutely. Yeah. But the defense in Kansas City really propelled them to be the Super bowl champs this year. Or, I guess, last year. He'd done those. So, last season, they had 45 sacks, 16 interceptions, seven fumbles, four touchdowns, 302 points against, and 5,000. 594 yards against. They finished 11th place last year in fantasy, which I think is a huge improvement for everybody who really followed the Chiefs defense two years ago, where they kind of fell apart in the exit championship game. Got some big stars in this team that they kind of locked down for the foreseeable future. Chris Jones being well-known how much he's getting paid with Pat Mahomes as well. Ty ran Matthew, the honey badger and Frank Clark, but more to talk about is the special teams on this side of the ball too, with, Ty Hill and Nicole Hardman, who have at least one kick or punt return touchdown in each of the past four seasons. That's really huge. That's I don't have them in my top 15, but I mean, if there was a top 16 or a top
1: 17, they'd be in it. Yeah, because I have my top 16, but I'm at number 14. Mm-hmm. So still right around that area, but I, they're still in my top 15. Like The players like, like Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Tyron Matthew, Anthony Hitchens, obviously they're it's not like the most stacked defense, but they still have some good stars who are kind of underrated in my opinion so I think they're gonna have to they've always been they've been shit on because like their offense is so good right they're like oh the chiefs don't really need a good defense oh the chief's defense is bad they're not bad, but they're not amazing but they're That's still good stars they're still good stars and they're worth getting if you slip and don't you're not able to get one of the top defensive teams they're still a pretty decent team to get. Um, I'm going to move along to the Denver Broncos now. And in yeah. Denver, you have for your quarterback, the 23-year-old out of Missouri, who only played five Missouri. games. Missouri only played five games last year. So I'll get into his college stats and his stats from last year, Mr. Drew Locke. Drew Locke went 4-1-0 when starting last year with uh, Denver. Had 1,020 passing yards, 64.1% completion. Seven touchdowns and three picks, but in Missouri, so in 2018, he in his last year he had 3,498 pass yards, 28 touchdowns, eight picks, and then he also rushed the ball for 175 yards and six rushing touchdowns. So maybe he's going to be one of those guys that's able to rush the ball and run the ball as well for Denver. I think he's going to be a great, like, uh, he's going to have a good year. I think he's gonna kind of break out this year and make a name for himself. And with the weapons that we'll get into later, I think probably the best receiving course or soon to be best receiving course in the league. Uh, he's going to flourish and the whole team's going to flourish. Um, but I have Drew Locke at number 15 overall for your quarterback rankings. So no sophomore so for Drew Locke, eh? I don't think so, no. Yeah, Drew Locke last season
0: had, I think, a soft 6.5 yards per attempt. It's always – Dump off, dump off, dump off. So hopefully he can show the gun show a little bit more next year. Did start five games as a rookie, on a 4-1 like you said. And But I don't know if he's going to get some wicked numbers like everyone hopes he does because it is a run first offense in Denver mm-hmm. and deservingly so because of the names that we're going to get to very quickly. Yeah. But they, Like you said, that he has a pretty good supporting cast and receiver core and in tight end for that matter. So I have Drew Locke 16th. My quarterback rankings is low end quarterback numero uno. Yeah, I don't know if I draft him because no. I want to see what he does in his first couple games. Yeah, to see if he still got it or not from his rookie year. So we'll see. Oh, maybe you have some yu-ha and pick him up. And say, oh, I love Denver. And I'm gonna snatch him up.
1: Yeah,
0: right, we got the tailback position who's coming over from the L.A. Chargers. Yeah. yeah, is Melvin Gordon who last season holding up for a contract but still played. 162 carries for 612 yards and eight touchdowns to go with forty-two receptions for two hundred and ninety-six yards and one receiving touchdown. Yep. He was fantasy's twelfth best running back at the position last year. And he did finish the previous three seasons, no lower than ninth in scrimmage mm-hmm. yards, sixth in touchdowns, and eighth in fantasy points among running backs. Easy. I mean, if you know like and he's pretty he's a pretty household name in Melvin Gordon. Yep. He does it pretty consistently. He really doesn't have an off year or an off game, really, for that matter. He's usually on every game.
1: He's very consistent.
0: He is going to have to compete for snaps, which the guy will get to right after this. Yeah. Because it's a pretty stacked running back room in Denver. But I have Melvin Gordon ranked 19th in my running back rankings as a uh, high to mid-end
1: running back number two. And just like he was competing last year with the guy we'll get to later on the Chargers, but um, I have a number 17, uh, the same thing, low-end number one pick for your running back position. Really? Yeah, I think so. If he's, if he's able to pit, beat this guy out, who is? Okay, let you get
0: Mr. Philip Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Who last season had 224 carries for over 1,000 yards of 1,011 and seven touchdowns. Uh, he also had 35 receptions for 196 yards but now he is the former primary running back in that Denver rocco room right now. I think if there were preseason games I think you might see this number change this narrative change I think if there are preseason games really yeah <laughs> yeah but I don't he will not get much looks as a receiver because he has a oh a glaring. 4.5 career yard per target, and he only got under 200 yards receiving last year, so you really can't run too, unless you
1: put Melvin Gordon in that position.
0: He's sure like got like
1: 196 reception yards, yeah. yeah that's sticks and pucks. It's still, it's close to 200.
0: Philip Lindsay is ranked 37th in my running back rankings as a low-inflex in flex and your non-PPR because it's really not worth having him in PPR leagues, because he doesn't catch the ball.
1: Yeah. I have a number right behind you, right at number 38. So same thing. We don't know who's going to be that number one guy. Maybe he won't get drafted, and he's going to be on that waiver wire. Start picking it up. Beat out Melvin Gordon for number one, and you can pick him up. But we're going to get into the heavily loaded, Denver, in my opinion, Denver Broncos wide receiver core. I'll get into two names for sure. The first one being Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton last year had 1,112 uh, reception yards. Great pick up for the kid in fantasy last year. Yeah, six receptions. On touchdowns. the waiver wire, no less. 72 receptions and was targeted 124 times. Um, that's just ridiculous for how young he is. Cortland Sutton is going to have another breakout year, I think, with Drew Locke. Hopefully this, was have, his,
0: this was his breakout year.
1: Maybe he has like an even better year. That is not a breakout.
0: Yeah. What the good name of, Andre so McCom-
1: McMillan are you talking about? Only his first year, right? So Unbelievable. Just relax, but I'm right outside the number 10 spot at number 11. As Bro, we're, as like,
0: far. hitting on all cylinders right now with the rankings. So that was when you copy me. But, uh, yeah, like you said, Corden something this breakout season last year, which was good for 19 best among receivers and fantasy points. And he's pretty reliable at only two drops in his 124 targets nice. as a, in his career. Since entering the league, Sutton ranks sixth in the NFL with 23 end zone targets. So, huge points in PPR or non-PPR for that matter. So, yeah, he's 11 in running back rankings. I would have him as a mid-to-low-end receiver
1: number one without a shadow of a doubt. Without, yeah, because he's going to be that top guy. But he's also going to be competing with Mr. Rookie Jerry Judy out of Alabama. Go (laughs) Tad. Go Tad. Alabama last year. So, Jerry Judy had one thousand one hundred sixty-three reception yards, ten touchdowns, and seventy-seven receptions. So, and his longest one was an eighty-five-yard touchdown. But that's college ball, obviously. So everything's different in college ball. Still putting up good numbers. He's still he was drafted high, first round, uh, in this past year's draft, and they're looking i don't have him ranked but i have him as a sleeper because you don't know what the rookies like like i like you like to say a lot um yeah. but i would consider him i would don't sleep on him i think he'll be a I good be on if, all these kickers there if he if he does well
0: Jerry Judy is an unbelievable route runner. yeah unbelievable the best one the best one I think I've seen since I don't know Julio Jones, maybe if it's put a, like he's gonna wow. be an absolute uh, you uh purity here first here on pure finesse. Like Jer mm-hmm. you in his first five years will be an all-pro receiver. All pro receiver. Absolutely. Here. He's got good speed too at a four-four-five 4 5 and a 40-yard dash. And he should be the primary slot receiver in Denver, right beside Corland Sudden now on the wide. So I have Mr. Judy ranked 46th in wide receiver rankings. I like him as a flex player. And PPR? Absolutely. I think he'll be a a good flex
1: player. But uh, you want to get to the tight ends or do you want to talk about Mr. KJ?
0: It's... Sure. I, yeah. I think I see him more in the defense special teams point of things. But yeah, yeah he's a rookie out of Penn State University, go knit in the Alliance with absolutely huge breakout speed. So he could be I don't, I a good NFL comparison. For KJ, Anyone remembers the name Taylor Gabriel, okay? Yeah, Taylor Gabriel. I oh, like yeah. him. that's why it's my NFL comparison. Him or a cheap man's Tariq
1: Cohen, even though he's a wide receiver, really?
0: But Tariq Cohen's
1: a running back, so it's hard to make, yes, yeah. And KJ looking at looking at me here, he's 5'9, 178 pounds, yeah. So that was, that was the, the music from ESPN, just looking at his height, everything. Sorry about that. We got tied in up next after Malcolm just calms himself down after that
0: fiasco. It's Noah <laughs> Fant at the University of Iowa in his second career second season coming up. Ooh, rookie season had 40 receptions for 562 yards and three touchdowns. Kind of underwhelming from all the hype surrounding Noah Fant last year, but obviously it was rookie season, so you can't blame the kid so much. His 562 receiving yards, ranked 6th among tight ends, and his 8.9 yards per target, ranked 5th among tight ends since – excuse me, ranked 5th among rookie tight ends since 2007. For me, my NFL comparison to him is a poor man's Evan Ingram. He doesn't get hurt as much. Well so you probably get more productivity. I have no offense than you will with Evan Ingram, but I think Evan Ingram posts more numbers, but you get more durability with no offense. Yeah. So I have him ranked right inside top 15 at number 13 in my tight end rankings as a low end tight end number one, I'm snatching him up as my tight end.
1: Yeah, he's uh, saying,
0: like mark whole, a. Mark your mark
1: your boards off.
0: This old
1: Denver Broncos like uh, offense is just so young. And they're, young. young. they're so, but they're, I think they're gonna be very good and gonna be a good team in a couple years and like a very good contending team as well. I haven't even saw my inside my top fifteen as well at number eleven overall. So I would like to snatch him up too. Don't don't. You think you're the only guy who's thinking about getting no offense on your team. And you have no,
0: uh, my six page notes flat in front of me for all the drafts I'm doing.
1: <laughs> Holy. Cross it bit. off, cross it off, cross it off. Mine, circle Thank you. I'll talk about the kicker, I guess, for Denver. Brandon
0: McManus. Do it Brand- for your
1: country, McManus. Brandon McManus, last year. So he had, he played all of 16 games, obviously. Field goals, he went twenty nine for thirty-four, so at eighty five percent completion rate. Um With mass. yeah, out of extra points he only missed one, hitting twenty five out of twenty six. His longest kick being a fifty three yarder, which is not bad. But uh of his uh, five misses, uh, two of them came from forty to forty nine, and then three of them came from fifty plus. So from fifty attempted, yeah, I think, a sixty plus yarder last year, if I don't remember correctly. Yeah, so last year he went four for seven. And I think he just he didn't miss he didn't miss by much. No. Like don't get me wrong, he's still a very good kicker. But fifty plus he went four for seven. Forty to forty nine went ten to twelve. Then inside thirty he went nine for nine. And inside twenty he went for six for six. Um, but still outside of my top fifteen for kickers, so I don't have him ranked there, so I wouldn't even consider picking yes, him up. He is outside my top fifteen as well. But he's, he's got a good leg, so I think it could probably turn
0: some ends, including, our, including ours, for next year. But mm-hmm. I think Denver's got to put in the end zone more times to give a Brandon McManus a look. Yeah, uh, The defense here on Denver is definitely on the up-and-coming. The last season had 40 sacks, 10 INTs, 6 fumbles, only one touchdown. 310 points against and 5,392 yards against. They finished in the upper half of the league in fantasy points in eight of the past nine seasons, minus last season. So they got to get back to their ways. But they do have a defensive mind head coach in Vic Vangio. I can probably turn things around there. And they did add some pretty good stars in Terrell Casey, who's a pro bowler,
1: exactly. and
0: a former pro bowler in A.J. Boye. But mm-hmm. they did lose
1: Chris Harris Jr., who's not a pro cornerback. Yeah, but they they have still Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, Justin. Yeah, Bradley Sinner. Chubb's got to stay healthy, bro. Yeah, that's true. It's a question mark to me, but I I have them just at my fifteenth in my defense. You have them at fifteenth. I have them at number ten for me. So I have them up there. I think they're still gonna because they're gonna have to back up this young offense, and I think they're gonna able to do, be able to do that. Von oh, so Miller. by the way, you're talking about Denver. They a playoff team. I think so. No, I think so. I, I don't know. It's still like. I don't think maybe this year they'll be on like the wild card, like chase. They'll be on the chase for it, and then next year I think they'll be able to be contending for a better spot than just wild card. But this year I don't see them. I'm, if they do make playoffs this year, I think they'll be a wild card or just missing it, like going eight and eight or something like that. Well, you have a
0: top ten defense, and you're talking about
1: all the rare you have a, almost a
0: top. You have a top fifteen quarterback.
1: Mm-hmm. In your eyes, yeah. So, I don't know. You don't know. We'll, we'll see. But we're going to move along to the newly named Las Vegas Raiders because they moved from out of Oakland, finally, time. over to Las Vegas. And their starting quarterback over there is Mr. Derek Carr. And Derek Carr last year had 54 passing yards, so a lot of yards he put up, a 70 completion rate. So that's better than uh, any of the other uh, QBs in this division, even better than Mr. Patty Mahomes himself, he had twenty-one touchdowns and eight picks, and also rushed the ball for eighty-two yards and two touchdowns. Oh, big eighty-two! Big eighty-two. But um, Derek Carr, he, I think he will be able to have a few weapons this year. Uh, just being able, being able to throw to the few guys and like and younger guys as well, like we said, and uh, and his new tight end who you'll you'll get into too. But for his ranking, I have him just outside the top twenty at number twenty-one. As a kind of like a, a number two quarterback or like a bench quarterback, if you need him. Yeah, like you said, with his completion percentage, he was actually second highest in the league. Wow, at seventy
0: percent. So <laughs> for all the shit he takes, he's not that bad of a quarterback. No, he's not. He did post a seven point nine yards per attempt, which was ninth in all of National Football League, and had actually the third most drops, dropbacks at twenty four. If you want to chalk that up to O-line or chalk it up to receivers on getting open, Derek Carr is still – he's a a, a proven quarterback. I'll just leave it at that. But he only has one top-10 fantasy week before week 16 because he had two top-10 fantasy weeks in 16 and 17 where the games didn't really matter. So he's finished 16th or worst in fantasy in each of the past three seasons after almost an MVP-like season where he broke his leg in the playoffs Yeah. So I have Derek Carr ranked twentieth in my quarterback rankings as like low end quarterback number one because I think Vegas almost made a wildcard push last year, so maybe they can maybe rekindle that love, yeah. and get it going again because they have again.
1: They do it the be here.
0: Because they got your second year man out of Alabama, roll tide, and running back at Mr. Josh Jacobs, who last season who put up two hundred forty two carries for eleven hundred fifty yards and seven touchdowns. Not to sure. go with 20 receptions for 166 yards. He averages a pretty meaty 4.75 yards per carry on 242 attempts, uh, which ranked fourth among running backs, as well with a 2.25 yards after catch. He had four top 10 fantasy weeks, but I think he has a limited role as a receiver at 27 targets. And I think the other running back I want to mention is going to take a lot of those targets away. So, full well, threat is a question mark. And sophomore season, might see the slump off, a little slide down. But I have him ranked outside of the top 10, but not by far, at number 12 as a low-end running back number one, but a high-end running back number two.
1: I have him inside my top 10, and I think I have him at number eight overall. Yes. I think he's going to have an even better season than the last season. I know you want to say that this other guy is going to take away some of his touches, but I still think he's going to be that number one guy. And still, low, I'd still consider him a low-end starter, though, for your fantasy mm-hmm. squad. What in the good name of Seymour Butt are you talking about? Number eight and number 12 are four spots apart. Just relax there, buddy. Don't don't you worry. Like, I, the, the four in between, if we've gotten into them, I, I think we have, like, number nine, I have Leonard Fournette. Um, Chris Carson, we went to Seattle, have him at number 12. And then Kenyon Drake at number 11. Then number 10 is your... Little Browns boy there.
0: Yeah, there he's so, bare, he's not he's not better than all those four. You just
1: mentioned Well, well established players. I think he will be. I think he will be.
0: Mm-hmm. Well the next running back that might get some touches in Vegas is Jalen Richard, who have only had thirty nine carries for 145 yards, but had thirty six receptions for three hundred and twenty three yards. So he is your primary passing running back in Vegas. So and it's pretty hard to ignore. Two seasons ago, had 68 receptions for 607 yards in 2018. But that was before they drafted Josh Jacobs. So he was probably, he was the primary running back in May, or Oakland, I guess. So I have him ranked 57th in running back rankings, bench roll, maybe low end low flex, you're playing heavy PPR. So don't look out for Jalen Rashard, but he might be a good pick up on the waiver wire.
1: Maybe, but we'll get into the receivers now. I don't, so like, like I've said, I got the, like I have my top 30 and then, so these guys I don't have in my top 30, these two guys I'm going to talk about here. The Who's first a one, pardon? Who's the second? I'll, I'll get into it. Don't just relax. I'm, I'm the wide receiver guy. You, you stick to your tight ends and running backs. Yeah. Uh, right. But the first guy out of Alabama again, so a lot of Alabama people in this division, um, Mr. Henry Ruggs, the third. Uh, last year with Alabama had seven hundred and forty-six receiving yards for seven touchdowns, and then rushing, he he put up a touchdown with seventy-five yards. But in Alabama too, he wasn't even the starting the, the number exactly. one exactly. That Jerry Judy he getting thrown the ball all the time, so that's why he's he lost a bit of stock in not the really thing. No, well, I think so, but I still think he's going to be a very good, very good. Cause this isn't he in the fastest 40. He put like, the fastest 40 this yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. So if you watch, if you follow like Bleacher Report or anything on uh, Instagram, you'll see how quick his feet are too, and how like cut on a dime he is. And his almost my footwork. His yeah, he's pretty good footwork. So obviously he's not in some like top 30, but he's still a sleeper that I would like. Like you said, he's a rookie, so I think he'll be a good flex player for Oakland because I think he'll be the number one guy there. Yeah, he was the first receiver gone in the NFL draft, to much of the chagrin of all the NFL insiders.
0: Oh, it's gonna be Judy. Oh, yeah, but no, it wasn't. And yeah, like you said, that you went a four two seven forty yard dash, which is just unbelievable. Almost like my number, but we won't get into that. We should Not do really. that a little combine, little combine, pure finesse combine,
1: a little combine, combine. A little combine for the NFL. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Ruggs has had uh, 13.6 yards per target and 10.5 yards after the catch, which were both top four in this year's rookie class for receivers. So he's, again, clearly the primary receiver in Vegas, which is a lot of responsibility for a rookie going into that kind of environment. But you got John Gruden there, so he's going to make you feel chest at home, no problem. So I have him ranked 45th in my wide receiver rankings. I like him, again, as a flex player, like you said. So he might, he's going to turn to Mets, I think, this
1: year. Rubs, watch out. And then this other guy out of Clemson. So, oh, I guess. Hunter Renfro? Hunter Renfro. Oh, yes. my. And I think, obviously, he only played one year last year. He's 24 years old. Um, played in 13 games, but only started four. He had 49 receptions on 71 targets, put up 605 yards, and he got four touchdowns. So, being able to get four touchdowns on 49 receptions, and only starting four games, I think. is yeah, He had one. to earn his keep big time. Exactly, yeah. So he he was, what was it, yards per game. He was putting up, what, uh, 46.5 yards per game. Uh, and per reception, he's putting up 12.3. So I think he obviously had to earn it as well. But I'm a big Clemson fan, so obviously I want to throw him, him in here. But I still think he was worth mentioning as being that guy. And poor man's pre- Cooper Cup. And Cooper Cup's not that bad, but still, he still has to make a name for himself. Um, speaking I still- of making names for himself, sorry
0: to cut you off, yeah. Mr. Darren Waller. Who would have okay. thought? Yeah. Who would have thought? At your tight end position, who had ninety receptions for eleven hundred and forty-five yards and only three touchdowns? But man, this guy came out of nowhere. Yeah, he did. He's got a six-six frame, so he is your prototypical catching tight end. Just jump out there and snatcher. Waller finished no lower than fourth among tight ends in snaps, routes, targets, receptions, <laughs> yardage, and yards per target. But <laughs> so Buddy's getting some serious looks. So again, might take some looks away from the other receivers. But he was fantasy's third best tight end last year behind Kelsey and Kittle. He's in some serious company. So he's, for me, is ranked sixth in my tight end rankings. Is a high to mid end running back number
1: one. Yeah, I'm number running six. back tight end number one. I'm at number six too because he's good. I don't know, like he just came out of nowhere, right? Like I didn't. This be targeted 117 in Oakland or not Las Vegas, but. uh being inside the top ten, hopefully he's able to keep these numbers going and not be a bust for fantasy, uh, fantasy aficionados for like you and me. So, but the oh, I'll see are, the kicker. Then I'm not going to Daniel Carlson. I don't want. Yeah, they want to get into Daniel Carlson if you want to get into him. Yeah, sure. yeah, he's got some sweet numbers here: 19 and 26 <laughs> yeah, yeah. for field good.
0: goals. But he only missed two extra points: 34 for 36. Mm-hmm. Offense probably won't score much this year, but we've proven wrong multiple times, like me in the Champions League final. How are you? So they're not my top 15. Good line on PSG before we get into that, okay? It was a good line. I'm Not going to make 1.7-something on Bayern, so calm, just calm down. Malcolm knows more soccer, whatever. <laughs> There's another good money line, but so that's okay. Vegas defense, who last season, 32 sacks, 9 INTs, 6 fumbles, 2 touchdowns, 399 points against, and 5,677 yards against. Stacked up pretty well at the draft, who, again, I think surprising pick with their first round of taking the Ohio State University cornerback, Damon Arnett, with their selection. But I think it's some big sophomore campaigns for Cleveland mm-hmm. Farrell and Jonathan Abram, Aver- who need to show up this year to kind of make good on the draft picks that they've got used for. And I love this guy. I don't know if he's still playing in Vegas, but I hope he gets some more looks. Ob Malafon who had a – Unbelievable combine two years ago. Unbelievable combine. But kind of got looked back on. I think he was a third third round pick. Uh, Hopefully, he gets more looks. He's my guy. Hopefully, get him on the pod. I would love to have this guy on the podcast. Holy
1: Schneike. Yeah, they're not in my top 15 in terms of rankings. No, me neither. I have top 16. They're not in my top 16 either. So they didn't come. Obi, come on. The pod. We're going to cap it all off now with the Los Angeles Chargers. And for the Chargers, there's two quarterbacks that we're going to talk about, but I think one is kind of the clear-cut starter, who, they're, and the other one they're going to groom. The first one being Mr. Tyrod Taylor, and I'm going to bring you back to 2017 because that's, hey, that's the time where he had like his closest to a full season was 2017 with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, that's when he had just one yard shy of 2,800 passing yards, 14 touchdowns, four picks and then rushed the ball for 427 yards and four rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So Tyrod obviously not being able to be at that starting position again for the past three years. And now I think with the Chargers, he'll be able to do that um, because of who they drafted and the good one to groom this guy. But Tyrod's going to have to play and show that he's still capable of being a starter in this league. But still, even saying that, I have him at number 31 overall for my fantasy rankings.
0: Yeah, me too. I actually have him 31 as well. Look at you go. But yeah, he's only attempted 91 passes since in the last three seasons after losing starting jobs in both Buffalo and Cleveland. And he has never actually appeared in a full 16-game regular season.
1: Yeah. And
0: how I think he will be this year. But ooh. but his best fantasy finish was ninth in the 2016-2017 season when Buffalo made the playoffs for the first time in the 21st century. But his game is built on minimizing turnovers. He only has a career – since two thousand fifteen, he has eighteen interceptions on thirteen hundred and twenty seven passing attempts, so it's pretty efficient. And he's pretty good with his legs, which is a top three at, court, at the quarterback position in rushing yards each season from two
1: thousand fifteen to two thousand seventeen. So yeah, number thirty one, Tyrod. And then two spots behind him, so at number thirty three. Yeah, me too. Look at you go, Mister Justin Herbert. So Justin Herbert, rookie out of Oregon, lost- Last year with Oregon, had 3,471 passing yards, 32 touchdowns, six picks. And then on 58 rushing attempts, had 50 rushing yards, so 0.9 average. Oh, yeah. Four rushing touchdowns as well. So he's still able to pound that ball in because he's a bigger quarterback. So he's able to get into end zone, need be on the one-yard line and just sneak it in there. Um, but like we, like I said, he's going to have to be groomed, I think, and not rushed into any – starting position for the Chargers because they want to make sure they find their franchise quarterback. And this guy could be it if they do it properly and don't rush him into anything. So that's, I have number 33. The senior bowl MVP in 2019, 2020,
0: Mr. Herbert, 6'6", 236. So he is your prototypical stand in the pocket, gun slinging, good looking, slick back, long haired quarterback. He's going to be in this league for a long time, but it might not be the. Oh God, I think I threw him a little bit there. But he's going to be in the league for a long time, but it may not be to start off the season or play the season, depending on how good Tyrod Taylor runs with this job. Like, it all depends on how he does. Yeah. Like, if he might get rushed, in like Baker did in his rookie year, that Tyrod got hurt, and like, oh, Justin Herbert, and he lights it up, and he just takes the job. It would be a shame if it's the way that is, but He'd be, he's, going be a good, he's going to be a good player. Phillip Rivers 2.0 on LA. But I have, again, 33, like myself. But I think the guy that's going to be turning some heads this year that I think he's going to need to, it's Austin Eckler, running back, who had only 132 carries for 557 yards and three touchdowns, but did more of his work in the passing game with 92 receptions for almost 1,000 yards at 993 and eight receiving touchdowns. Unbelievable. Ranked no lower than second among running backs in targets, receptions, yards, and touchdowns. I think your boy James White is doing all these numbers from him. It's him and James White as your number one passing running back. But despite being the backup for most of the season, Eckman was fantasy's fourth highest scoring running back. Yeah, because when when – He's going to get more touches this year. When Lover was holding out – I have him ranked 22nd in my running back rankings, mid to low end running back number two. But I love him at the flex position.
1: Yeah, I think he's a perfect flex player. I have a number nineteen overall, still at the top twenty, but flex for sure because he's going to be able to put up some points in being, especially in PPR leagues and our league of idiots. That's for sure. We're going to have a nice PPR league, and the uh, way it's supposed to be, w- the way it should be for every league. But- some other people. Number 19 overall, Austin Eckler. Is there another running back that you want yeah. to talk Justin about?
0: Justin Jackson is going to be number two. He's 29 carries for only 200 yards and a huge nine receptions for a huge 22 yards. He is going to get the goal line touches this year in L.A. because Austin Eckler is the most biggest man or specimen. So I think Justin Jackson's going to get a lot of goal line looks, which makes for a lot of touchdowns. So I have him ranked 49th in running back rankings bench player, but I – he might, he might get uh, maybe upwards of four touchdowns this year. You
1: think so? so I think how the goal line looks. Uh, but Absolutely. We're going to get into, in my opinion, the most underrated, underrated receiver in the league, mm-hmm. Mr. Keenan Allen. He still doesn't crack my top 20 right outside number 21. Still, though, last year putting up one well, year child, underrated player, but he's outside my top twenty. <laughs> yeah, um, number t- uh, at twelve hundred because if I keep him outside, people will f- forget to think about him. But one year child, twelve hundred yards, six reception touchdowns. He was targeted hundred and forty nine times, and he had hundred fill up rivers. And he was, uh, uh, he had hundred four receptions total. So I think he's going to be able to put up some better numbers this year in my opinion, because the wide receiver trio or duo or whatever, who they have, they have Mike Williams, who isn't like a household name, but still good number two. He's still questionable to start the season. And then they have Jalen Guyton. So you don't really – like no one knows about him or anything. Maybe he'll have a little breakout. But uh, Keenan Allen's still going to be that number one guy for Tyrod Taylor this year, and maybe he'll put up duplicate numbers or maybe just a bit less. That's what I'm thinking because Tyrod's going to be – more hesitant with his throws than i think philip rivers was yeah. so a that's why I that to lower just because of his quarterback change but still as a low end number one and a number two receiver in this league
0: yeah keen allen was a top 20 receiver in half the games last year but in the other half he was outside the top 30 so it was very hot and cold year for him yeah but very durable hasn't missed the game hasn't hasn't missed the game since 2016 but hasn't Scored more than six touchdowns in a season since 2013. And the quarterback throwing him the ball, Tyrod Taylor, is not the most prototypical quarterback to be throwing the ball 30-plus yards like can to be thrown to by Phillip Rivers. So I don't know if you're going to get a whole lot of production run yeah, in yards per catch or yards per target. So I have him ranked inside my top 20 at 19 as a high to mid-end wide receiver number two and just – talk about Mike Williams for a bit he was ranked yeah. fourth in yards per target at 11 but dealt with the worst I think the worst luck in the league in a touchdown department because he had two he sucked Not, but to go with that he had 11 end zone targets which was good for eighth most in the league and had two touchdowns out of it so and like you said he is week to week night nursing and injury so I had him ranked 45th in running back in my wide receiver rankings I like again low end flex player i would be taking with one of my last picks, not draft wise, but receivers wise.
1: That's good, yeah.
0: Tight end, I think one of the one more up and coming stars in the position is Hunter Henry, who last season had 55 receptions for 652 yards and five majors. He's yet to play a full 16 game season, missing all of 2018 and a total of seven games the other three seasons. So that includes four last year. This was his, uh, this last year was his first top 10 fantasy season. With missing four games. He has finished t- inside the top 10 in yards per target in all three of his NFL seasons and has been a force near the goal line with 17 touchdowns and 25 end zone targets in 41 games. This guy's gonna be a good player. Yeah, Absolutely. he's gonna be a really good player. And with Tyrod Taylor throwing the ball as long as Philip What's Rivers that? did, I think Hunter Henry's gonna be poised to have some big numbers. Yep. I have him ranked inside the top 10 at number seven as a
1: high to mid end tight end number one. Number seven for sure. Exact. Same for me. Um, like you said with Tyrod Taylor throwing in the ball even in the end zone, when they're in the red zone even, I think Tyrod's going to be looking uh Henry's way a lot of the time, so that's going to get him some good uh fantasy stock in my opinion, but kicker for the Chargers is Michael Badgley in his yeah. second year, he's 24 years as well, same age as uh, Harrison Bucker, still isn't putting up the same numbers as Mr. Harrison Bucker when are you still there? I am. Frozen. Hello? Okay, you're there. You're back. Um, Never left. He was 100% from extra point, but only hitting 19. Yeah. So, 19 and 19. Very now. small sample size. Yeah, exactly. He missed three of his field goals this year, but only attempting 16 total. So, it was 81%. He was 0 for 1 from 50+. plus. He was... Uh, six for eight from 40 to 49, then two for two from inside 30 and five for five from inside 20. So still not a kicker I'm looking out for. So slides out my top 15, like I said, at the beginning of this podcast, the Harrison Bucker is the only kicker in this division that you should really look out for. Uh, yeah.
0: I think the chargers have a hard time scoring again this year. Mm-hmm. So I don't see these numbers going up as much as people would like them to go up. So yeah. I think maybe they would go maybe by like an extra 10 both ways. So, like, he's not in my top 15. But well, I think a defense is more on the up and coming scene yeah. is LA's. Well, the Chargers, I guess. 30 sacks, 11 INTs, three fumbles, one touchdown, 327 points against, and 5,009 yards against. The unit last year was 21st in fantasy, uh, but due to forcing a league low, 14 turnovers. I think a healthy Derwin James was a long way for this team. Yep. Derwin James nursing a front injury over most of the year last year, so if he's healthy, it helps the team out a lot because arguably when he's healthy, is the best safety in the league. And it, they also got some huge additions as well, getting defensive tackle, Linval Joseph, cornerback, the aforementioned cornerback, Al Pro, Chris Harris Jr., and a good first-round pick and linebacker from Oklahoma, Kenneth Murray. I think and he I did it. a lot of damage. They didn't lose Thomas Davis last year Yeah, for, for this year. So I, I had them ranked at number 11 in my defensive rankings. Wow. And so they already their- have Big Joy Big Bear, Joy Bosa from the Ohio State University. Thank you very much. Melvin Ingram. And as well, special teams. You want to talk special teams? Desmond King is an absolute force. Is it usually yeah.
1: getting a punt return or kick return touchdown every year. So it's going to boost those points up. Number 11, that's crazy. They slide outside the top 16 for me. But who knows? You could prove me wrong here. Maybe. I always do. So I'm usually good at that. Like the PSG bayern game. You were right, right? Bro. <laughs> oh, you can't so go. Get- make,
0: you want me to make a dollar and a half betting yeah. on Bayern? No. Thank you we very can't. much. You can go against the Canadian, though. They'll be back. You already won, but he'll be back again.
1: Maybe- like, we'll be
0: back yeah. for the yeah. weekly recap where we'll be taping the, the same place for the first time ever. Wow. Yeah, well That's six feet port, obviously. Mr. COVID still reeling or creaking his ugly head in the room. But hey, for everybody in St. Catharines, Thorold area, fingers are crossed because Malcolm's got some big news on the COVID front there.
1: I do. Zero active cases. Oh, yeah, there's in Thorold per 10,000 residents, there's th- zero cases. In St. Catharines, per 10,000 like, active cases right now, 0. 0.6 people. Yeah, that makes it. them downtown. Yeah, but that's also before students start coming back here and stay smart, kids. Yeah, just just stay smart. <laughs> I guess if you're at this point in the video, if you're still watching, just stay smart. Don't party. Stay at home. Party with your housemates. Yeah, party with your housemates. It's still gonna be a good time.
0: Yeah, like when you got me right here. Come on, what you
1: gonna do? It. Listen to us in the background? Why not? Even with Jay, but like your other housemates, it'll be a good time.
0: On that note, we'll be seeing you for a weekly recap. And until then, it's the break. And money, Malcolm.